Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 64 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. And today we're going to be talking about something that I think is like one of those burning questions. Um, how do you keep your house clean? Yeah, like literally how? Yeah. What if the answer is we don't? <laughs> <laughs> then we're done. My, yeah, okay, yeah. don't. Uh, no, my house is usually reasonably clean. So I think this is something that I was terrible at as a new mom, like, like atrociously bad at, and I have actually developed some workarounds and ways to keep myself on track over these mm -hmm. many years. And so, yeah, this will be a fun one. Yeah. And just to clarify, we're really talking about the nitty gritty of cleaning this episode. We've done a, an episode or two that are more organization or tidying yeah. or, you know, how to keep track of all the kids' toys and that kind of stuff. And this is definitely hands and knees scrubbing your floors type of conversation today. Yeah. We're going there. We're going there. So yeah, I thought it would be fun to kind of go room by room. And um, I don't know, it's a fun peek into some how somebody manages their home. Um, and maybe we can offer some tips, some strategies, any products that we happen to use and love. Um, and then I wanted to mention later in the episode, kind of in the second half of the episode, we are going to address when and how to hire help cleaning your house, if that's yeah. something that you want to do. And you and I have both had times where we've had no help cleaning our house and other times where we've had help. So um, that's a big thing that I think sometimes moms are hesitant to talk about. We'll get into all that. Um, but first, we're just going to start with the cleany, cleany stuff. Here we go. All right. Let's, I put, a, let's put our, a shine on this topic, shall we? I want to talk about cleaning floors <laughs> oh, first. Perfect. And I want to okay. tell you what my floors look like right now because I'm looking at them. I'm sitting in our kitchen nook and uh -huh. um, we made homemade pizza yesterday. So there's like a fine flour dust all mm -hmm. over my kitchen floors. But floors have been a real struggle for me, especially in the last two years that we've lived in this house, which has very nice floors, nice wood, but they're very dark, like espresso colored wood floors. And they don't have a lot of variation in the wood grain, which means you see anything Everything. light colored, yeah, like just pops. 
Um, and I guess like floors are one thing where I just, I feel like I never do them enough. And yeah. when I do them, they're only clean for a hot second, which I know that's the season of life, but um, I don't know. So I'm going to throw that over to you. What are, what's your floor situation right now? And how do you clean them? So we have um, mostly this really nice hardwood on our first okay. floor. Our kitchen is very 90s and it's ceramic tile. And I think it was one of those ceramic tile patterns that they thought, they thought would you know, hide dirt. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it just always looks dirty no uh. matter what we do. Um, I do have like a steamer mop that I use sometimes okay. and I can't even So how often the... would you use that? Not very often because it doesn't make any difference. I can't oh. see any difference. I'll only use yeah. it if there's like a sticky mess. Right. But even just to log it, like lug it out, I found sometimes it's better just to like throw a damp paper towel on it, on the mm-hmm. sticky mess for a while and let it soak in and then go down and give it a quick scrub. Um, it's not a very big kitchen and we make very liberal use of our hose attachment on our vacuum. Okay. Um, John even sometimes vacuums like the kitchen or the the refrigerator shelves oh, that's like we use it on idea. almost everything yeah. sometimes you can vacuum like if you have a cereal mess on the counter you can sometimes just vacuum it up and then give it a quick wipe down with you know like a paper towel like a, right some cleaner right. so that's another thing we, we use the vacuum a ton yeah. um our wood floors are not i know exactly the kind you're talking about we mm-hmm. had those in one house and it was real bare um we they just look have beautiful more... when they're clean i will yeah, say i know like once once I know. in a while they look great we have a really glossy oak and it's they're nice. Um, they don't show too much and they're luckily in areas of the house that we don't like really, I mean the dining room, but you know, where kids are past the age where they're throwing right. food around. Um, so the spills and stuff usually happen on the tile. And, but the biggest thing for us is dog hair. And I have to say this summer in particular, Moxie has been shedding like crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's never been this bad. I don't know if it's cause it's been really hot or what. Um, so I feel like there's, always dog hair floating around and we've got we've got that vacuum out with the hose attachment either daily or every other day now I don't do it anymore because now I've got kids old enough to do it but I have to still make the mental note to get it out and you know make sure the attachment's on it and make sure it's plugged in in the right spot where you can get everywhere and now just um, because I want to get specific with stuff did you is yours easy so I have a Dyson vacuum that I've had for a few years they're very nice vacuums I always felt like the hose attachment, it worked, but it was very awkward to like lug the vacuum around and then stretch the hose long enough. So I got a dust buster, like, I don't know, less than two years ago since we've lived here. And I can't believe I didn't have a dust buster before. Mm. Like with, so I, all the ways you're describing using that hose attachment, I use my dust buster. Now I'm sure it doesn't have the same power for sure. And it has to charge and stuff. But I'm yeah. just wondering if your vacuum maybe is easier to. I always felt like it was so awkward. To I have a lower the big vacuum around. Well, our vacuum is in the dining room. We keep it like tucked between okay. the wall and the okay. um, secretary in there. Okay. So that makes it easy. And there's like a plug right there. Right. And then you pretty much when you're in that room, you can stretch almost anywhere on the first floor, which is oh, why oh. you know so I, I always don't plug think it in I that had room. needed. A, I needed a longer hose attachment. Yeah. Or well, I no, I don't mean like the hose attachment can't stretch that far. I mean the okay, cord. But the, the cord better. can. Yeah. Got like it. if you have it plugged in, you can take it into any of those other rooms. I mean, Got I think it. vacuums in general are really awkward. It's one of my yes. least favorite tools. Uh-huh. Um, I, we do have a Dyson. I think it's like a lower end Dyson. It's not one of the really mm-hmm. nicer ones, but even upgrading from whatever piece of crap we had before to this Dyson made a big difference. And, um, it is a little awkward. Ours, like it pulls out. So like the handle pulls out and that's the hose, okay. which yep. feels a little more intuitive than some of the other kinds, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to worry about making sure it's like, you know, something you have to switch between the hose and the, right. yes. if you have to like a switch or something to make sure yeah. that the hose is actually sucking. This one just does it. Um, 
I don't know, not as not that much of a problem. Hasn't been a problem. Right. I feel like for us, the dust buster wouldn't work because I would be crawling around yeah. to hit all the corners and it would right. fill up with dog hair really fast. Right. And then I'd have to right. start over and, and keeping it plugged in. I'm just, I'm trying to picture my own personality. I'm not sure that that would work for me. Yeah. No, I definitely, <laughs> you know? I guess, do the smaller jobs yeah. with the dust buster. It's funny you mentioned dog hair because I can't remember if I've said it on the show, but our dog passed away about a month mm-hmm. ago maybe a little more, a couple months ago, um, we had to put her to sleep. So I've had, this is the first time in over 10 years that I have not had dog hair. She was not a crazy shedder. In fact, like the, I have not noticed a huge difference. I guess we're, we're messy enough with floors that like the, the necessity of cleaning regularly and vacuuming and that kind of stuff hasn't changed that much. But what one thing that reminded me of um, is that we did get a robot vacuum at Christmas time. Um, I mentioned it on a show right after Christmas and it's called the Neato. Um, it's a good competitor to the Roomba. I always hear good things about Roomba too. Um, I think Brian picked the Neato because it's supposed to be especially good with pet hair and also goes around corners really well. So, um, we, I do run that. It's very good in our kitchen, just getting the little crumbs and stuff. Um, I do find that I want to do a quick sweep of corners and just little things. Mm -hmm. If I want to feel like it's really clean after my problem again is picking up, you know, toys and shoes and things in order to, in order to run the neato and also being, I like to kind of be out of the house or at least be in another part of the house because it's loud and it takes, you know, it probably takes an hour to do the downstairs. But again, that's an hour that I'm not vacuuming. So it's great. I still recommend it, but I, I have found it logistically interesting to prep to prep my house to run the robot. You know, I will say... I'm curious how other people are doing that. I will say that, like, well, we don't have a robot, uh, although now I'm really... Everybody I know is getting them, so I may be next on the list. Um, I may be just keeping up with the Mrs. Jesus. (laughs) Um, There's... In our family, the youngest kid has always had the job of picking up toys and shoes before we Mm -hmm. vacuum, Mm -hmm. which does necessitate you to wait till everyone's home or to make them do it, like, on their way out of right. the house in the morning yeah. or whatever before they're leaving someplace. So like Clara's job since she was, I don't know, maybe three years old has been lining up all the shoes or putting right. them in the shoe basket and picking up toys in the, we don't, you know, we don't really have that many carpeted rooms. So the ones that we need to right. vacuum, that's the ones where she would do that. Right. Um, and I've already talked about my strategy that I got from my sister of sweeping. Yeah. And throwing Literally away. sweeping up toys and socks and being like, do I even need this yeah. sock has a hole in it or whatever and throwing things away. So I'm pretty ruthless with that as well. I do. There's this cool thing and I don't know if it's still in the market. It just popped into my head that when my kids were littler and they used a lot of toys that had small pieces, it was like this toy scooper that you'd use instead of a dust bin or a dust pan because dust okay. pans never have a, they're never flush enough with the floor. Right. To get like a Lego in very easily. Oh, yeah. So they made this thing. It was called like the toy scooper. And you could just use it to like sweep up toys with. It was basically oh. like a big dust bin or dust pan. Right, with, right. Um, and also then it Totally didn't... flat like. but like, and it would uh, stay cleaner probably if you yeah. weren't sweeping gross like, garbage. Other gr- crap yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it would just like, it had like the edge. I don't know. It just somehow managed yeah. to be like a perfect little like slide, like a little ramp. That would yeah. pick up the toys. So we'll have to see if that still exists. Yeah, I'll, I will um, make a link to, to it if it does. That was really yeah. fun for a while when that was part of my life. Um, right. And it's not as much anymore, but... Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Um, and, you know, another thing that I've really been thinking about getting is... Those carpet sweepers they have at restaurants, because when I worked in restaurants, I did a lot of food service in my day, and oh, I know what you're those, talking about. they it don't. A minute. Yeah, they're just they're not electronic. They don't right. plug in, but they do a really good job. Yeah. So, you know, they're like they just you know you just go yeah. and you just, especially yeah. if you have like a low um, a small pile carpet or whatever you call mm-hmm. low pile carpet or indoor outdoor carpet or um, for kitchen messes. Right. They're really right. effective. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Well, I, I do actually like to vacuum my wood floors and then mop if I'm yeah. really, which is probably why I don't do floors enough because I, if I do them, I really like to do them right. And I probably should air more on just doing a halfway job more often. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Are, they look best when they, so I'll just mention mops because I know we're not going to talk about floors for the entire episode, but I know you have a mop you like, and I've always just, I'm kind of like simple and cheap. I've always used the Swiffer sweeper, mm-hmm. not the wet jet, which has its own like system Sys- this is yeah. just the regular Swiffer only you can buy wet they're like wet wipes basically yeah. that you fold over and I feel like it's so lightweight the kids can help do it and they like to help do it and because I'm usually I'm usually spot cleaning really sticky bad spills or I'm vacuuming or sweeping first so the mop is mostly just for it to look nice and kind of 
you know, shine it up. And so that's all I've used for my whole housekeeping life. So I've never really gotten super fancy with mops. So I had a Swiffer for a while and I don't remember if it was just, I kept forgetting to replace the the sweeper parts or what. I don't, I just couldn't get in a rhythm of using it. And I, at some point switched to Libman mops. And I love those because all of the pieces are reusable. Mm-hmm. And you can interchange like – so one of them is just really simple. It's like a dust mop and it's got one end that's a microfiber thing. But then you can also buy um, other you know, other kinds of heads to go on it for different okay. jobs, like ones that have like more grippy power or whatever. Okay. And they're really, really simple. And so like if I'm just doing a quick dust mop, I might just use it with a spray of pledge or whatever. Right. If I'm doing right. it to actually clean the floor, I might use some cleaner. Um, but those are, that's one of my go-tos and okay. I just feel like it doesn't take up much space. It's lightweight. It's kind of like a Swiffer. It's just yeah. all reusable and well, I realized really in, simple. In, in listening to you talk that one of the things I was always intimidated by with mopping was the product. So maybe we can talk a little bit like, in other words, the solution, that's why the Swiffer works for me because it's already in the wet wipes. Right. I don't yeah. actually have to fill a bucket or a sink with anything. Cause that always intimidated me. I don't know why. So do you have, so you mentioned pledge or you would use a cleaning solution to actually like dip it in and clean yeah. the floor. Um, you know, I, okay. I don't necessarily think a typical, like I'm just doing a quick mop requires a bucket. Right. I don't um, either. I think you can just spray some stuff on the floor. Okay. You know, if it's a sticky mess, like I said, I'll sometimes just throw a wet rag on it or a paper mm-hmm. towel just to kind of get it pick, you know, to get it kind of softened mm-hmm. up so you can get it more easily. Yep. And if it's really one of those, but mops, see, the thing is, if it's one of those where like it's dirty and it really needs to get cleaned, my kitchen floor isn't huge. I would really rather just put some soapy water in the sink and mm-hmm. use a rag yep. and get down on my hands and knees. It's yep. to me, it's so much easier. And it's like, so much more I, satisfying. Yeah, it is. Really and I feel like effective. mops just get really gross. Yeah, doesn't even I really agree. matter what kind of mop. If it's a, you know, a janitor's mop or like one of those foamy ones, I just feel like no matter what, they get yes, gross. And I, agree. I, I think you can control it. Yes. a little better and it's a lot less awkward if you just do it. I know it sucks and you know you might have yep. to wear knee pads or whatever. But I've also done the thing where I put rags on my feet and skate around the room. Yep. I mean, I'll get really creative to avoid having to work very hard at it, but and I just don't think it's something that needs to be unless you're, you know, your kids are maybe crawling on the floor and picking stuff up and putting right. it in their mouths. I just I don't necessarily think your floors need to be that sterile all the time. And, no. you know, and I will say the one time I had white tile in the kitchen, that was rough because it looked terrible all the time. All the because, time. Yeah. Like the, the grout always looked bad That's, and the tile always looked dirty. House too. Yeah. yeah. I was well, a little more anal about it then. And I did have a baby at the time too. So. Yeah. But that it is, it's not very fun to have floors like that because they never look good no matter what you do. They just either right. look dingy or worse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I used to have like all different, like I'd have a mop for, um, you know, mop, like a dust mop, like a you know, dedicated dust mop. And I'd have a mop for this room and a mop for that room. And I just really simplify it, which is why I like the Libman. They're the ones with the green handles. So you can see them. They have them everywhere. Yeah. We'll, they have we'll, at the grocery we'll link store. to that too in the show notes. Yeah. Um, well, that was a big discussion about floors. It's a big our, topic. Our, our whole house. Your whole you know, house we is- didn't talk anything about bathroom floors. Okay. But this, well, for me, it's the same strategy. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And in fact, and in the bathroom, I'm way more likely just to like go spray around the corner yep. or around the edges and get down on my hands and knees and yep. run and the toilet. And we have a couple of bathrooms that have weird shaped, uh, like the floor, that's a weird shaped room. It's not just a square or a rectangle. And that's another place where I would take either a vacuum hose or a dust buster and just get the, the little tiny pieces of toilet paper or, you know, dust or dog yeah. hair around the edges of the molding. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just wipe. Yeah. And let's be honest. I mean, 
well, you probably don't have this problem so much yet. <laughs> Although I guess you do. I mean, you've got a boy who pees in the toilet. My, the backs behind my toilet is absolutely disgusting at all times. Like, and I've, I've forbidden the kids from using my bathroom. Our bathroom is the nicer one on the main floor. The other bathroom on the main floor is like itty bitty and really hard to get into even. Um, right. I won't let the kids in my bathroom. They're so gross. So <laughs> it's, it, that's another thing. Like there is constantly like urine everywhere. I don't even know how. I don't even know how they get it in some of the places where it is. It's like on the wall behind the toilet. And I'll think to like myself. You have to try really hard. I've seen them actually. And they're not, not recently, but when they were younger, trying to pee at the same time. Oh. <laughs> and then the streams bounce off of each other. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? It doesn't work that way. So if you have boys, we all know that's totally different ball of wax. You just, it requires a lot of upkeep. And a lot of keeping that bathroom door closed. Yeah, to exactly. Potential guests. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, Okay, so we're going to go through a few more rooms, but this is a good time to just bring up the question that I know a lot of people have, which is, have you ever been, I, I think I know the answer, but have you ever had yourself on any kind of a routine where you knew that you were going to, especially the big jobs like floors yeah. or dusting on a sort of regular schedule, or do you just, do you just wait till you have the time and the floors are dirty and it's time to mop? So I tried to do Fly Lady. I don't know if you're familiar with Fly Lady. I don't, I don't think I it's am. It's still around. I can't believe it. This was huge when my kids were little and I was okay. a slob. And I'm not even a particularly messy person, but we had too much stuff. We had too many mm -hmm. toys at the time, like a lot. And we lived in small spaces. It just mm -hmm. didn't accommodate at all. And I was really easily overwhelmed. I couldn't figure out what to work on. So I needed, you know, mm -hmm. so this Fly Lady thing was at the time and it maybe has evolved. I don't know. But it was just email. So you'd sign up for this automated email okay. thing. And then it would like um, 8 o'clock in the morning, you'd get a thing that'd be like, you know, put on your shoes and scrub your sink. So she had this thing like you always had to have your shoes on in your house for some reason. I think it was because it made you feel like you were – it was mostly for stay-at-home moms and people okay. who were at home. So I think it like was supposed to make you feel like you were going someplace or you mm -hmm. had a, a purpose. And she was super anal about like shining your sinks and making sure – so. I would get so mad when I'd get the email <laughs> because she's always telling me to put my shoes on. I was like, I don't want to. Then I don't want to put my shoes on. So I finally had to delete it. So that did not work out for me. However, a lot of people really enjoyed the structure. Okay. Because like then every hour you'd get a new email and I'd be like, do a 15-minute fling. And that would be like or a 15-piece of something boogie. I don't remember now. But you'd go in your closet and like pick out 15 things you wanted to get rid of and do that. So they would like just remind you all day long. Mm -hmm. And I got really into it for about three days. And then I, I wanted to kill her. So I unsubscribed. Um, I think that was maybe the only time I was on a real, like a real routine like that. Although I've definitely had like, today is a laundry day. I've done stuff yeah. like that before. But I also find that, you know, dusting in my house is something that happens sort of semi-monthly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not going to dust every Tuesday. It's not that important to me necessarily. Right. Um, I have done big cleans in the spring and fall mm -hmm. where I get a lot of that stuff. But no, I guess thinking back, I don't think I've been that structured about it. Yeah, it I, I'm the same you. way. And I go in big swings of feeling super nesty and domestic. We've talked about that yeah. on this show. And it's sort of seasonal for me. Not just, I mean, I don't really have weather seasons where I live, but it's still seasonal. It might be pre-holidays or post-holidays yeah, or yes. back to school where I just feel really um, like like I want to make my nest a certain way mm -hmm. and I'm cleaning more regularly and I'm kind of doing upkeep projects. And then 
then I go into maintenance mode. So it would, I don't think it would work for me, but floors, since we were talking about floors for so long, that is one area where I do kind of feel like I would benefit from just declaring, <laughs> declaring right, a floor a day. day. Um, yeah, I could, but. I could see that. I, they, one thing I will say that I'm, I've gotten really good at over the years is the things that are important to me. I keep on them like mm-hmm. daily. So my bathroom is important to me and it doesn't yep. mean I'm cleaning my bathroom top to bottom yep. every day. It means I'm, you know, spraying my sink and hitting it with toilet paper and throw the toilet paper away. It takes like 30 seconds. And I'm in the bathroom right. anyway. So right. stuff like that I've gotten really good at. And floors, I've gotten pretty good with quick maintenance, like a sweet, like sweeping, yeah. um, wiping, you know, grabbing spot cleaning yeah. spots on the floor that aren't great. I have not gotten really good at uh, doing the full thing. I do have a cleaning help right now and mm-hmm. so I know she's going to do it every other week anyway right. right and we'll talk about that a little bit later but yeah that does kind of take the pressure off a little bit right yeah and I think that's what I need to get better at is the quick just doing more quick sweeps because mm-hmm. what I, I look at it and think oh, I should just really do the whole thing and then I don't can so. we talk about brooms for a second because I, I actually really enjoy sweeping to me I that's a very kind of meditative task I feel a little bit like ma angles when I'm doing it but I have a problem where my my brooms get so gross and I feel like they get gross faster than they should. And then I can't, there's no way to really clean them effectively. So you just, you know, replace your broom every couple of months. I I don't know what to do about it, but I feel like it's making my floor grosser sometimes. Mm, That's interesting. So one way I have cleaned a broom, which I, this is just what I've done is take like a Clorox wet wipe, not like a wet wipe, the wet wipe you use on your kid, like an actual disinfectant like Clorox or Lysol. And just flip it upside down and kind of pull. Like ours would just get a lot of hair and yeah, and like hair pull the hair. I just feel like no matter how hard I pull, like some of it's just embedded yeah. forever. And maybe it's a style. Maybe I need a better broom. Maybe I like old school brooms, like, like the regular hardware straw store. ones. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah. We yeah. also have a big, like more like outdoor broom, like the big flat kind. But those, yes, yeah. I don't know if anybody, if any listeners have broom suggestions or like have found the broom that has changed your life, please do let me know. Yeah, that would be be very interesting. Also, it's very, it's, we have a little, you can get these at uh, a lot of different places, but not, you don't have to buy like a toy broom. You can actually buy like a little handheld broom that looks just like, oh, Oh, are these the ones that come like attached to the, well, a little little bigger than the ones that have come attached to the dustpan. But ours is a straw broom, just like the big one. And all three kids as toddlers really thought they were sweeping because it looks so similar. And it's just a handheld, um, like, like what you'd use to sweep it into the dustpan, only a little bigger. So I'll have Oh, okay. But um, we didn't get it. It's not a toy. It's an actual, and all three kids love doing that. So if you have little ones, they love to help sweep too. Cool. Um, let's move up surfaces in the kitchen a little bit. Um, and maybe just briefly, I have, I have one sink trick and then I know you've probably talked about clean counters before. And, um, I think we both like Mrs. Meyer's products. We can mention that. Um, but my sink trick real quick that, um, is probably like on every Pinterest board, but I don't, I'm not on Pinterest is that when you use a lemon for cooking or garnish or drinks or whatever, that you can put lemon peel down garbage disposals, unless your garbage disposal is really, you know, sensitive or something and you, then you'd know that. But, um, so I will smoosh a lemon peel all around my sink and it, Mm -hmm. and then put the whole thing down the garbage disposal and run it with hot water. And it makes your sink, like it just takes away the stinky smell in the garbage disposal and feels, and the whole sink just 
smells better. It smells delicious. So I used to do that, and then John got really mad at me and said I was ruining our garbage disposal. Well, I always wonder about (laughs) that. I know. Maybe we should have a plumber. Like, you know, if you're a plumber or know a plumber really well, maybe you could weigh in as well. Because I thought that, I mean, everybody, like, my mom did that. I just remember that being a thing. And then he's like, you can't do that. You're going to ruin the garbage disposal. So... I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I like. I think he may be just being a little extra cautious. Yeah, and some garbage disposals, ours is sensitive, but not to the lemon. It will happily chop up a lemon. It's more sensitive to like fibrous things, like a bunch yeah. of cucumber peelers. Well, that's their job, right? I mean, that's what it's yeah. there for. That's what I yeah. think. But um, I will say though that what and so when he started yelling at me about that, what I actually do now instead is I make a little volcano in my in my garbage disposal with some vinegar and baking soda, and it's okay. actually fun because it bubbles up yeah. and. It's like a little science. I feel like a kid when I do that. It's like a little science experiment. And it works. It doesn't give you that awesome lemon scent. Okay. And you can always squirt, you know, lemon juice in there if you want that. Right. But um, it, right. it does. It's fun. And it does actually deodorize it pretty well. Yeah. And you have yeah. to run. Like you got to run the hot water when you do, if you use vinegar, mm-hmm. run it for a couple of like a minute or two to really to flush it out. Right. Otherwise stuff kind of stays stuck in there. And Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, how about counters? Do you have uh, a favorite countertop? I like all the Mrs. Myers clean day stuff. Okay. And sometimes it's um, cheap. If they sometimes discontinue scents and you can okay. find them at TJ Maxx. Oh, nice. So I've done that. You can actually so, find some, like, I also love the Caldrea stuff. Okay. And they have great smells and you could sometimes find that at TJ Maxx too. Some of the smells are weird. Like, like, like radish. I had one. Oh. It didn't smell <laughs> like radishes, but I was like, no wonder no one bought this. I mean, come on. So, <laughs> well, one of the Mrs. Myers that, and I don't know if you get this too, but is the concentrate where you can make oh, okay. your own. And I always feel like that's a little more cost effective because for a countertop spray, I'm usually kind of, it's mostly for the scent and, to, yeah. you know, add a little moisture to a washcloth. So, um, I feel like you can, it's, you dilute it more for like a countertop spray than you would if you were cleaning a sink oh, or a that's bathroom. Nice. Or yeah, because you really just so need the moisture. I'll link to that one, but it feels like yeah. it lasts me a long time. That's possibly because I don't clean enough. But Yeah, and I'll just uh, kind of go around and spray everything down and leave the room for a few minutes so that, again, yeah. if there's like a little gunky piece of jelly yeah. or something, it kind of sucks up. And I, I find that if you're on your if you're on your um, counters, they just don't get that messy. That You know, if you're like on them every day and like it takes a couple of minutes just to wipe them down, it's just easier to keep up with it, just like an, or several times a day. Um, and I use a sponge with the, with the scrubby side and then I just throw the sponge in the dishwasher. Okay. So that's a good, okay. Cause I do have a little germophobia about sponges. I'm not overly like yeah. to sanitation, but sponges, like you were saying, brooms gross you out, sponges gross me out. So I'm, I'm always a little, I they never know like <laughs> what I can use a sponge for and then do anything with it in the future. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I run on the sanitize the and then put yeah. it back in the sink. I get it. But right. Um, so you think, so did you put yours in the dishwasher? I've also heard microwave. Have you ever done that? I've also heard that. I don't just because I don't know. I'm right next to the dishwasher. So why right. not? Okay. So I just um, part of my routine, you know? And then um, now this is really detailed. How do you, what implement do you use when you have to hand wash dishes? Do you, are you a sponge person? Are you a kind of um, depends on the job? I have one of those handled brushes that I really like a lot. Okay. And then what I do when I'm at the end of that is I, um, so after I drain the sink, I use something called Barkeeper's Friend, which a okay. cleaning person that. actually turned me on to. It's okay. just like grit. It's like a little, it almost looks like, um, it almost looks like baking powder, baking soda. Okay. I don't yeah, really yeah, know yeah. what it's made of, but it's, it makes, if you have a stainless steel sink, it makes it super shiny. So I'll, after I'm done mm-hmm. scrubbing the dishes with the handle thing, which I like, cause you don't have to get your hands all in the, 
gross right. water as much. I mean, you still touch it, but it's not right. as bad. And then, and then I use that scrub to like scrub down the bottom of the sink, rinse it out, and then I throw the scrubber in the dishwasher too. Okay. Okay. I like that. We'll, we'll have to link to that barkeeper's fan. Yeah. yeah and you I can like find it anywhere. It's like in a, like a little silvery, a silvery container. It's usually at the bottom. I feel like okay. it's always on the bottom. Yeah. I can picture that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, I like a handheld sponge that I can actually like get in there with my hand. So I'm the yeah. opposite. I feel like sometimes the, the implements that you hold a handle, I just don't have as much control over. Well, and they don't work for things like wine glasses, which I put right. my wine glasses in the dishwasher cause I don't really care if I break them. I do too, not usually, really unless ones. I'm hand washing a bunch but of But if it's stuff. something like special, I yeah. need to use something I, like something I'm afraid might break. I always use a sponge or a washcloth even. Right. Um, and then yep. just throw it in the wash. And then I love a good steel wool. You can't use steel wool on everything, obviously, no, and you shouldn't great. use it on some things, but um, on stainless pots and pans and just that feeling of just like really scrubbing the mm-hmm. heck out of mm-hmm. something. So I always have a little thing of steel wool too. So, all right. Um, well, well, let's talk about bedrooms and living areas briefly, I think. Um, Did we talk about to, bathrooms already? We kind of touched on it. I, am I avoiding talking about cleaning bathrooms? I feel, like you're to, no. I feel like you skipped over that. It's clearly on the outline, Sarah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that we're supposed to talk about bathrooms now. Let's talk about bathrooms. <laughs> my only thing I have to offer, I agree with you on bathrooms. Clean them often. Um, one of my tips is to keep to keep um, small cleaning supplies in the bathroom, yep. the things that you can use all the time, whether it's I've clipped Clorox wipes or a spray or something where you can do yeah. a quick job. Um, and then sometimes I neglect doing Windex on the mirrors and I forget what a difference that makes. It's huge. The, the mirrors aren't, it's not like you can't see, they're functional right. and they may not even look that spotty, but it's a fun job to give a kid. And it, especially if you're having guests over or something, it makes a huge difference. It makes huge. a huge difference. And let me also say, I hate the smell of Windex. I don't like anything ammonia Eve. I mean, I have it. I know it works, blah, blah, blah. Um, vinegar and water also works for, for windows pretty well. But if I'm in a pinch and I'm standing in my bathroom and there's company coming and there's like, you know, spots or like toothpaste right. splatters on the yeah. mirror, I will use just a regular spray cleaner sparingly. And then if you really go to town with a circular rubbing motion, uh-huh. it usually doesn't leave streaks. I have found yeah. as long as it's not something like it's got bleach in it. Right. Right. <laughs> but if it's just like a typical, you know, kind of all purpose cleaner right. and you use it sparingly and then just really go to town to get those, the rubs out, it's fine. So yeah. don't feel like you have to have like eight different products in your bathroom. Right. Um, I always just keep a roll of paper towels, some washcloths or rags and a spray of all-purpose cleaner in the bathroom and, and then mm-hmm. toilet cleaner. Those yep. are the two then, things I always have. And then you can tell a kid to go clean the bathroom too, relatively yeah. easy. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. 
No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Megan, our sponsor, Carnegie Hall Kids, is a free website for kids ages 5 to 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes. I'm really excited to tell everybody about their new Sites You Can Hear quiz. This is really cool. It's an online quiz you can do with your kids or they can do on their own, and it plays a piece of music, and then you guess what visual image or scene it sounds like. Our listeners may have heard the name Carnegie Hall because of their live performances, but they might not know about all the educational resources they also have for kids and families on their website. Carnegie Hall Kids ignites imagination in children, offering activities that both encourage musical curiosity and develop knowledge of musical concepts. And did we mention free? If you haven't yet, you're definitely going to want to check out Carnegie Hall Kids interactive musical explorers around the world map. It teaches kids different musical traditions like Vietnamese folk, cumbia from Colombia, bluegrass and jazz from the U.S. and more. Start the musical journey early and go to kids.carnegiehall.org to check out fun, child-friendly games and quizzes. That's kids.carnegiehall.org. What about tubs and showers, which is pretty much when we get to um, hiring support in cleaning your house, like pretty much the sole reason I like to have professional help. Yeah, yeah. I don't love doing doing showers. I just never feel like I knew how. I don't. I don't. Well, yeah. the problem is it totally depends on the kind of shower you have, the kind of door or curtain, the mm-hmm. age of the tub, like, you know, and older, how hard or soft your water is. How hard or soft your water is, full, like the like caulk, like is the caulk yeah. peeling up and kind of old yeah. and gross or is it brand yeah. new? I just, every single house I've lived in, I've had a completely different experience cleaning the bathroom. I guess I'll just say again, keep up on it. If you're in the shower anyway, and you can use like one of those little squeegees, if you have a glass yeah. door, you can use a squeegee on it. If you have a... um. If you keep some soft scrub in the bathroom or even just a, a rag and wipe it down and so it's not soaking wet all the time, mm-hmm. it just stays a little cleaner. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't have any like super special tips for the tub and shower and forch. Um, equalizer. Like I don't think yeah. anyone loves No, no one loves it. You got to like tub. get in and you got to take your shoes off and like get into the bathtub, which is always a pain. I just kind of like to multitask that one and do it. When I'm already naked half the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, just and do with it when I get little out. kids who are sitting in a tub a lot, that's actually a good, I mean, for yeah. a lot of our listeners with little, little kids, that's yeah. a tub that most people are cleaning more often. And sometimes there's accidents in the tub. Yeah. Sometimes you've got toys in there. So I guess in those days, uh, bath toys, I would throw away quite often. As soon as you yeah. see oh, yeah. like the ones that let water in and you can start to yep. see the mold on the inside, just yeah. chuck it. Um, we were also a huge fan of just bath toys that was just Tupperware and spoons and stuff from the yeah, kitchen oh yeah. and just rotated, rotated it on through. Um, but I think just, I would just get really, really hot water and what some kind of a cleaner, you know, and just every, every, however Scrubbing often. bubbles or soft stuff yeah. have always and been some of my favorites. Yeah, and just give it really, and then run the bath toys either through the dishwasher or chuck them. So for um, us, um, the bathtub was always like the last station for toys I was going to throw away. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. It was like, these guys are on their last legs or um, they're going in the trash, but let's right. just totally blow them out in the bathtub right. first and use them for a couple of weeks and then throw them away. Right. So that, I don't know. This, that's, yeah, that's something smart. I did. I, I mean, I've had at times where kids didn't want to get in the bath and I'd say, well, pick a toy from down here as long as it's not like hollow, going to get, you know, as long as it's not totally, right. we, we can't have batteries or something, but otherwise, and so toys would sort of migrate their way to the tub and then yeah. live there for a while and go to die. And while they're in the tub, I've always found it's a good opportunity to just put a little um, 
all-purpose cleaner like on a rag and get that edge between the if you have like a glass shower door that edge always gets gross between mm-hmm. the tub and yes, the or yes. the edge around the inside it's kind of hard to do like tile grout which is again right. why this is like such an academic question because there's eight million ways to yeah. do it um in general in a bathroom one thing that especially if i'm doing like like everyday quickie cleaning i always work from top to bottom because then you can usually use the same rag so yes. start it with your sink you know maybe move Mirror. to the yeah. toilet lid behind and all that yep. and then that one gets thrown away and then floors have a separate yep. one usually because by the time you get to the toilet that one's done yeah <laughs> so, yeah no that's yeah. smart and I'm thinking too the moms of little teeny kids sitting in the tub is not a bad time just to do any of the little right. bathroom cleaning jobs exactly smart. I don't think I ever thought of that um all right well should we move on to bedrooms I don't know yeah. I I just have one thing to say which is I always leave the master bedroom for last. And yet every time I pick up and properly clean the master bedroom, master bath, it feels so good. There's like something, there's some psychology there to like putting your, putting your own space last. So it's a good reminder that, you know, if the kitchen can wait a day and it boosts your mood to have, you know, clean countertops in your master bathroom or whatever, no dust bunnies in the corner, whatever it is in your bedroom I think it's a it's a very nice it's like the psychology of making your bed every day only a little taking it a step further so and I I have a so in our bedroom I mean like the vacuuming gets done fairly often because whenever the vac our bedroom is on the first floor so it's right Right. off of the main rooms that we would be vacuuming anyway so I always just make sure I hit my bedroom when when we do that um but what the one thing that in our bedroom gets like you know the clutter kind of starts to gather by the bedside on the bedside yep. table like yep. for in my case a lot of LaCroix cans <laughs> and like the um my dread my bureau gets yeah. gross because I keep my makeup there so it starts to get makeup so when I'm on the phone I'm always locking myself in my bedroom when I'm on the phone because this mm. is the one room I can sit in and the kids Who are you talking bug on me. the phone to I didn't think you liked talking on I the hate phone. it but every now and then it's necessary okay. and I'm a pacer when I'm on the phone I yeah. pace so what I'll do is I'll have you know my phone in my pocket with my earbuds in, and like my headset in and then I'll just walk around and clean surfaces and honestly that's like one of my biggest cleaning tricks by the time you get off the phone you like you look behind you and there's like this clean this sweep of clean you're like how did that even happen so um you can also do that while listening to podcasts by the way that's another yes and I know we've had so many listeners tell us that we help them scrub floors and clean toilets and laundry so we are happy to help you clean your house and honestly sometimes I'll just grab whatever's available I've done it with makeup wipes like I've taken a makeup Mm -hmm. wipe and cleaned my bureau and my bedside table with it like all you any implement that's in front of me (laughs) I will use that because it's there and it just makes me get the job done so yep no I agree um we our hot water for some reason especially in our master bathroom takes a really long time to get actually hot like five minutes at least and so I can start the shower and do a pretty like thorough sweep of clutter or wipe down the bathroom counters while I'm waiting for the shower to get hot so same thing just making use of those little pockets of time I also wanted to mention that our friends Asha and Christine at the Edit Your Life show just did a podcast episode on the subject of whether or not they make their kids keep their rooms clean or clean up their rooms. Um, and I'll just leave that. I'll just put that out there for you all to go listen. Um, I'm, I haven't really been there quite yet since my kids have been really little. I've mostly kind of t- tidied their rooms or helped them tidy their rooms with them. But I am thinking ahead and I am kind of leaning more toward letting kid room space be their own space short of leaving rotting food in there, yeah. company coming or certain times where 
you know, we do a, a thorough house clean, but I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. If kids well, clean their own rooms, if yeah. there are rules about it. My kids mostly clean their own rooms. So we do have a cleaning person who won't stop cleaning their rooms. This is one, <laughs> which I'm not complaining, but it's like, I keep saying, please don't, please. I don't, right. I don't want you to clean their rooms. They need to do it themselves. Right. Um, but when I say clean it, I mean, she kind of just goes in and vacuums and moves stuff yeah. around. It's not like she's not organizing their toys yeah. or picking up their clothes off the floor. So, um, that actually kind of works because before she comes, I'll just tell the kids like, you got to go up and get all the stuff off your floor. Right. Uh, you got to put stuff away. Everyone's pretty good about that. Jacob, I've just kind of let him do his own thing in his room. He's old enough now yeah. and, and it's, it's a mess. And like, so I'm trying to help him get it back. Cause I know how overwhelming that can be Yeah. to have something get out of control like that. And so I'm kind of helping him get, but it took a really long time for to get that bad. Yeah. Um, so I kind of stay out of it yeah. mostly with, you know, right. Semi-regular reminders that Check now in. it's time, yeah. you know, go, you, everyone run upstairs, grab any dishes that are up there. Yeah. Uh, any food wrappers that are up there, they're not even supposed to be eating up there, but every now right. and then there's like a sleepover or whatever. And I right. bend the rules and then, um, pick up your toys and bring down your clothes. And yeah. so that happens like about weekly and it's not a big deal. It's not like, I'm not, I'm definitely not hovering in their, yeah, you're not in their doorways, yeah. but I don't have to cause they're also not on the same floor as me. So that makes it a little bit easier. But the other thing I I get real weird about is fire hazards. Like I'm really, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I have such a phobia about that, but they had this used to be like a Thomas the train, those tables Mm -hmm. that then when they got too old for that morphed into a Lego table that's completely covered with Legos and they use it, you know, they make a lot of movies with their friends. They They use it as a prop. So it gets moved all around. And one day I went to open the door and it was in front of the door. Oh yeah. And I kind of like lost my cool a little bit because I was like, you can't have something blocking a door. It's too heavy for you to move it. What if there is a fire? So, uh, yeah, I'm a little weird about that stuff, but yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think right now, especially with Allegra, who's eight, um, I'm really wanting her to sort of take personal pride in her space. And she really does. She didn't have her own room until she was six when we moved here. She really likes to like tinker with her things and she'll let her room get so messy, but then kind of unprompted, she'll spend time in there, you know, putting things away or organizing. And that's kind of how I was. I would let things get so bad. And then I would sort of enjoy the process of nesting. That's kind of how I am now. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to kind of go with that within, but, but I also think she needs a little bit of training and tools for how, you know, we, in the preparation for back to school, we went through a closet and, you know, t- how, how would you like this organized and what would make it easiest on you in the morning? So I, I kind of want to be like a, at an arm's length coach yeah. rather than yeah. say, you've got to have your room clean every week. But I know some families have expectations about room cleanliness and I don't think it's a bad thing for kids to have expectations. So I don't, I don't feel super strongly one way or the other, but I'm leaning yeah. toward not, not forcing my kids to clean their room on a certain schedule. Um, yeah, I'm kind of there too. I will say Clara also in our like main, when you first walk in the house, she's always, since she was a little kid, had this little area that's her crafting area is what she yeah. calls it. But a lot of it's just junk, but you know, just where she yeah. keeps all her little animal things and Play-Doh and markers. Right. And that requires, I do require her to keep that up both because it makes the house look really gross and messy if that's dirty, but also because she can't find anything. If it's a total disaster. Yeah. She can't, she doesn't, she stops using it. I've seen that yeah. she won't go over there anymore because there's just too much. So um, when I'm cleaning, I will go over there and just, because she saves everything. She's a saver. And I'll just yeah. grab all the little pieces of paper she wrote yeah. tiny little notes on and yeah. I'll just throw, I'll throw away all the markers that are, the caps got left yeah. off, like that stuff. But yeah. then I'll ask her about once a month to go through and really make it look nice. It doesn't yeah. have to be like 
There doesn't actually have to be a system. As long right. as it's it's clean enough that she can sit down and use it without feeling overwhelmed, I'm happy. And I think that that's like the more important lesson for kids too, is like knowing that taking care of your space makes it more enjoyable right. to be in. So however they get to figure that out works, I think. Yep. Agreed. Um, I don't know. With living areas, which was the last thing on this part of my outline, I feel like living areas we've kind of touched on mostly yeah. it's mostly picking up and tidying. Do you have any have you had any like couch upholstery cleaning? Is there any kind of a deep clean that you do, blinds, anything like that that we've left off? Um I mean nothing that I could really give a tip for. I will say if you spill wine on your couch not that I've ever done this. What? One thing I have found really works is to like pile, and I mean pile, like go get the thing of Morton's and pour oh. salt on it right away. Hmm. Especially this works really well with red, which often doesn't come out. So just pour it on there and then give it a couple of minutes and vacuum it up. The salt sucks up a lot of okay. the wine right out of the fabric. And then you can kind of do the next step, which is saturating it with water and blotting and that kind of yeah. thing. And I can never remember. I always have to look it up again. While I while the salt is soaking up the wine, I always have to go look up the next step because I can never remember and I'm too afraid to mess it up. Um, so I've kept, you know, a pale gray couch in pretty good shape, even despite some spills with that. Um, I will say we made a terrible purchasing decision when we bought our sofas. We got one of them. It's great. It's a lazy boy. Um, it's a nice fabric. And the other one was just like one of the cheap ones that was like a loss leader at the furniture store. Okay. And we, it kind of matched the one that we really wanted. And I don't remember why it was a long time ago, but, um, it's got a really loose weave and oh. we're, we're going to have to throw it out because yeah. the, it's also the one the dog sleeps on. She's not allowed on the nice couch. Right. She just sleeps on the crap couch. And it is like it is basically a dog hair couch now and there's yeah. no way to get no amount of vacuuming right. gets that out because it just like goes in it goes between. in it, be, it becomes yeah. one with the couch so <laughs> that's become a problem um okay. i won't make that mistake again couches are serious purchases we they just really got are. lucky and we were really due for, overdue for a new couch and got lucky with a very nice hand-me-down when my parents moved that didn't have a lot of wear on it so it kind of bought us several years i think yeah. because that's a, that's a whole nother podcast you know and I tried like when my kids were little I tried to do slip covers and that just never worked because then the slip cover would go get gross then you have to take it off wash it and then if it shrinks you're screwed and like you try to get it back on and you have to wrestle with it that's why our old one was at it because we (laughs) had washed the slip covers too many times the zippers were all busted and yeah it was like basically draped over it (laughs) exactly yeah Oh, okay. Well, I want to save some time for talking about hiring help when it comes to cleaning. But uh, before we go there, just a few little housekeeping things. Um, (laughs) We're doing housekeeping in the middle of an episode. Housekeeping. It's a play within a play. Yeah. Um, So hopefully, listeners, you saw either on Facebook or by email that we are doing our first listener survey. And so we've already gotten over 100 responses without trying very hard, without bribing any of you or begging too much, which is really, really nice because it does take just a couple of minutes. It's 15 very short questions, multiple choice, unless you feel like adding more you can, Um, but it's click through very quickly. Um, It'll be on our website at themomhour.com if you have not filled it out. And we are just, we're really looking to make this show better to continue to do what we love to do, but also grow it. Um, and so this makes a huge difference. And I wanted to say, even if you are a brand new listener or if you've only listened a few times, I think some of the first responses that come in are from those of you who already have given us great feedback and right. already listen every week. And that's great. We're so glad you filled out the survey, but I'd also love to you know, hear from people who just found us or have only listened to a few shows or pop in now and then, because, um, 
you know, we don't want to skew our results. So we'll use those answers to make all kinds of decisions, you know, um, how we, you know, how we grow the show. So please fill it out. I will put a link in the show notes for this episode 64. And it'll also just be really obvious on our website at themomhour.com. And I think I'll leave it open through probably Labor Day through the first weekend in September. So have a couple weeks um, to fill that out. And that would be great. Yeah. Um, Oh, and I also we have another bonus interview episode coming up later this week. um, And it is about talking to little kids and big kids about violence in the news and scary stuff happening in the world, which is really timely and really important. And it was a really good conversation. So that was me interviewing Dr. Jennifer Freed. Um, So that will be out later this week. And so if you haven't listened to a bonus interview yet, um, might be a fun one to try. No, it's not really very fun, but it was a very good conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to set this up by talking about a few years ago when you wrote a blog post and mentioned offhand that you had part-time cleaning help. And at yes. the time, you do you remember this? Your oh, blog yeah. was then called The Happiest Mom. And and it, yeah, it was my first, it was my first controversy. Yes, it may have it, been like our last controversy. It was kind of crazy how it blew up. Except remember the one where you wrote where you get like a lot of sleep? <laughs> oh, yeah, that one, too. <laughs> that's, just, that's another story that involves yeah. a troll. Um, no, but you – and you, it was kind of an offhand mention, if I remember correctly, yes. which you then followed up by really writing a couple of detailed posts about yeah. hiring help. Well, and- what, what happened was I offhandedly mentioned it, and then a longtime li- uh, reader – who had always left really positive comments was basically just like, oh, well, now that I know that about you, it changes the way I think about you. Like, I don't feel like I can relate. And I really thought about that. I mean, I really took it to heart. Um, and, and she wasn't nasty about it or anything, but she was just being very honest. And then I wrote a, like a follow-up post saying, here's what it really looks like to have a cleaning right. service. It doesn't mean I'm not cleaning. It doesn't right. mean I'm wealthy. You know, I mean, it's a privilege, obviously, but it's it's in within reach for a lot more people than may think so. And, and anyway, so it was kind of like clearing up the misconceptions and that's when it went crazy. Yes. Yes. And that is the post that I'll link to. It's called the help, the truth about hiring a cleaning service. And in that post, you did a really good job of sort of unpacking some of those, you know, I don't know if you want to call them misconceptions or, you know, perceptions about what it means to hire help. But, um, Maybe, do, do you want to kind of retell the story of the first sure. time? Because in that post, you tell the story of, I think you were pregnant with your fourth kid. Yeah, and I was pregnant. It was more of a business four. decision for it you. It was a totally time. a business decision. I was building my writing business. We did not have a lot of money um, at all. Um, and I decided I just, it was like at the point where I really couldn't do the things I felt I needed to do to have a functional house and take good care of my kids and cook dinner at night, which was more important to me. Um, and build my business. And so basically, you know, I was splitting my hourly money with the the cleaner. She may have been coming out ahead, honestly, (laughs) at that point. But it was, I knew she could do more in three hours than I with kids crawling all over me could probably do in a whole day. Mm -hmm. Um, I could use that time to then make decisions and get stuff done within my business that would help me grow it to where I could earn more, you know? And so it just felt and also I was hugely pregnant and like it just really, and my husband was working out of town and I just really needed some help. So that was the first time I did it. And then, you know, we moved and for a while I didn't have help. And then I kind of got in a really busy phase again and got some help again. And then, you know, we've kind of gone in and out of it over the years. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you know, it doesn't change my life that much day to day. I still scrub toilets. Uh, right. right now we have a, a cleaning person who comes, you know, maybe four hours every other week. Okay. So the stuff that she's doing often are things that I wouldn't do mm-hmm. if it was left to me right now. 
it's just I mean, yeah, she scrubs the toilets while she's here, but I scrub them 17 times in between. Like right. it's it's all stuff needs to get maintained. Things right. need to happen. Um she's dusting things, you know, doing things like dusting ceiling fan blades more than I would. So I love the way the house looks. It feels great. I I, I know like at the end of the day that she's there. I usually go run errands when I come back. I feel like I have come into this totally reset space mm-hmm. that's more pleasant to be in. And then I can kind of focus on the stuff I want to do with the kids or the mm-hmm. stuff I want to do around the house that I find more satisfying. But one thing I thought was really interesting was, you know, and you've kind of listed in our little outline. I, and I love that you put it all in caps because this is exact, well, it it's exactly how it came off. It was a, co- a copy paste job, but yes. Yeah. Um, but it was like, you know, the idea that running a household isn't that hard. You should be able to do it yourself. I agree. Running a household is simple work that goes back to the beginning of time. Everyone's done it. Anybody can do it. I mean, yes, but that doesn't mean it's easy just because something is doable. Doesn't mean it's easy. And it's also a time benefit. You know, it's like a time, a time cost kind of thing. Um, I also don't bake my own bread. I could, it's not that hard, but nobody gives me crap for buying bread at the, at the grocery store. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was a really, always a very interesting, that's one of those, I feel like sanctimony responses. Yeah. Well, the that other really hot helpful. button one too was the, that you addressed was that hiring household help is classicist and unethical. And I loved your response about the way you found the person who cleaned your house and the discussion of fair wages and what that looks like in your community yeah. and that it does not have to be an unethical, I mean, it does not have to be an unethical the people Business that are relations. running yeah. house cleaning businesses around here are charging fair, very fair mm-hmm. hourly wages that are, you know, livable for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one woman who did it for me for a few years, um, not the one who's I've got now, but a few years ago, she was studying for her master's degree. So she's much more highly mm-hmm. educated than me and just wanted something simple she could do, mm-hmm. you know, that she didn't have to think very hard, that she didn't have to take the mm-hmm. work home with her, make a little money to pay for her degree and not take up so much time that, you know, so it was flexible. She could go to class mm-hmm. and study. Mm-hmm. So for her, it was perfect. Um, we also, I thought it was interesting. We heard from people in other countries, especially I want to say some Latin American countries yep. where they were saying yep. that in their, in their cultures, it's actually a responsibility. It's an obligation. Mm-hmm. If you are middle-class, you right. hire people to help you because that gives other people work, which I thought right. was an interesting, right. you know, and you made a good point too. And I'm of. sure this differs by region, but about the difference between, um, having an individual, you know, a sole proprietor yeah. relationship with right. your cleaning person versus a cleaning service. And I can speak to that personally. Um, so right now we have, uh, it's one day every four weeks. So they come every fourth Wednesday. Um, and it is only four hours, but it's two or three people. So it's a, it's a, a, it's a full day. Yeah. But it is once a month or once every four weeks. It is a cleaning service. And I just, I still am looking for a more individual one-on-one relationship mm-hmm. with a person or a couple of people in business together. I don't love, I don't love the feel of a, of a large cleaning service. I'm sure there are some out there that do a really good job, but, um, for a lot of reasons, it, it doesn't feel as personal. It does feel slightly uncomfortable from a, I don't know. I'm just not crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, No, I, I know. It. And, and it, a, a couple people we found here that yeah. worked and, um, the, the big, the huge part for me that was useful is that they could get it all done. Basically a day's worth of work since I only have them once a month in like three to four hours because they bring, you know, two or three people. Um, when back in Arizona, um, we had much more of a one-on-one relationship with a woman who did, she, she was once a month, but it was the better part of a day, but I just liked it better. So 
I don't know. That again, it really differs by region, but I have always felt much more comfortable um, with sort of a sole proprietor type of situation. Yeah, and I will say, like a couple people weighed in on the comments and said, you know, to the other side of that, if they go with a service that's employing people. Um, it's more likely that they're getting benefits yep. and all that. And that, that makes a lot of sense to me, except yep. I've just also read that a lot of the big services are terrible to their employees. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like, do your homework in our yes. area. We actually don't have a lot of the big, like Mary, I don't even know if we have a Mary maids. Like we don't have a lot of those big ones. So it tends to be more like it's a service, but it's local mm-hmm. or regional. It's run by someone in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I have used those on and off and it tends to be the same people who come every time. It's not like this kind of nameless, faceless group of strangers every time. Right. Right. I kind of just, it's like your miles may vary on that. Um, But I've also had the best luck just asking around. Yeah. You know, word of mouth has really worked. I I agree. I think asking around, um, and I think if it's the first time that you are hiring a cleaning service, it can be really, it's kind of fraught with some insecurities or I don't know. I have felt that like insecure, like I can't do it all myself or they're going to think my house is gross or... I'm not going to like the way they do things. Like it's just, it's sort of for some reason fraught with more emotion than I'm going to hire someone to mow my lawn or, you know, clean out my gutters. It's just for some reason our homes are, you know, really personal. So I guess just knowing that that's normal and that um, it's a personal decision and that there are ways to go about it that are fair and economical and you may love it. I've also gone through times where actually it's quite stressful for me to get ready to have the cleaners come mm-hmm. every four weeks in terms of, you know, picking up toys. Cause I don't right. like to, I don't want them to pick up toys. I want them to clean the floors. That's why that's right, what exactly. they do really well. But I've had, we've had many school mornings over the last year where I was just tearing around and I'm like, is this worth it? And it was because they were doing things like my stove top and some, yes. you know, some things yeah. that I just wasn't getting to, but still it just did feel like wait, this is supposed to be really helping me. And it kind of felt like I was tearing around, cleaning for the cleaner. So I don't know. Yeah. Well that, and I think it's so funny when people make fun of people for cleaning before the cleaner comes, but to me, it's an opportunity to get to stuff, not like deep stuff, but just stuff that needs to get done anyway, like picking up the clutter so they can wipe down the table or, you know, switching out the tablecloth. Like I'll just kind of take off the dirty one and like leave the nice one folded up so they know that's there, that's coming next, but they can then clean the table. Just stuff like that, that needs to happen anyway. It's a nice motivator. And I'm the same, like if there are dishes you know, pots and pans that have been lingering in the sink. I don't want them doing the dishes because I can do the dishes and right. I don't even mind doing the dishes. So right. again, like I want to get that stuff clean slate so that they can come in and, um, and do the stuff that like, I really want them to do. Yep. So, but it does take a while to get in that swing of things. And there's been times that they come and I just didn't get to that stuff and there's, they don't care. They don't. They've seen you know, everything, you know, they're yes. understanding. And yes. I'll say, you know, I'm sorry. Like sometimes I'll work like right alongside them. So sometimes, yeah. um, mm-hmm. our, our cleaner will come and I'll say, could you just start upstairs? I'm going to go ahead and get the kitchen ready for yep. you. And she's there and I'm there and we're kind of yep. passing yep. each other, getting stuff done, but who cares? Stuff's getting done. It, it works. Yep. I've done that too. And I just want to say too, if this, if it's, I think, um, overwhelmed newer moms too, um, it's, it's an adjustment figuring out how to run a household, um, and keep up with work and whatever. So if it is the first time, it doesn't have to be like anything. It doesn't have to be a commitment forever. There are companies and people who will do a one-time cleaning or you could do quarterly. So there's all kinds of ways to make it. It's not like, it's not like you have a cleaning service or you don't like you and I have said, there's go through phases. So I do want Um, to address quickly the, the budget money side of it, because that was another huge sticking point. Um, people saying, you know, anything from, well, I don't have that 
that in my budget and and that's only for people who you know must be really well off and affluent and I've already kind of made this point that when we started yeah. that we I was not making very much money um but I think it's one of those things where if it's if it's important to you and it's like one of those things where you're bickering with your husband all the time about who's going to do what and you're stressed out because your house is a mess and I will say for us it's about the cost of our cable bill mm-hmm. so most people have cable most people have right. A smartphone with a high right. monthly right. cost. Most people, I mean, we're, we're kind of at a point in American middle class society where most people have a lot of really expensive crap going on all the time, even if we don't really want to admit it to ourselves. So it's a, you know, it's like, how important is it to you? If it's not a priority, that's right. fine. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean like people who, for whom that's not a priority are better than people for yeah. whom would just really like to have a clean house. I mean, that's, that's, it's very valid. So I, I was saying that very interesting, like one meal out, if we, if we sacrifice one nice meal out, that pretty much pays mm-hmm. our cleaner for the month. So, yep. you know, no, I, I agree. And you know, it's just, you just never, it, it's never anybody's place to judge what other people value enough to spend money on really. Right, exactly. But for some reason it can feel that way and especially if you're yeah if you're going spirals. there for the first time so yep. oh yeah. um all right well let's let's wrap up with our regular segment which is what is happening in your house this week because I have a big one I am sitting here recording for the first time without needing a babysitter because Woo-hoo! all three of my kids are in school today is the first day of school for everybody and uh, for Allegra and Reed, it's the first day at a new school. And for Violet, it's her first day ever of any wow. kind of school. And She's you sent me do... the cutest picture this morning. Yeah. It was like, you know, Lord she, help yeah. her teacher. <laughs> I know. She, yeah, she was so ready. She's going to do three half days a week. So I will have three half days where just not having to get a sitter. We've had a great sitter, amazing sitter for the last two years who has a college schedule, but she's always been free a few um, during the weekdays. That's a really hard time to find childcare if you don't have full-time right. childcare is during the day. Um, but I've always needed her for anything from like a doctor's appointment to recording the podcast to, you know, so just having, knowing those three days are there and she's just really ready. So, um, yeah. So first my first, it's really my first day. It's my first day with all of nice. my kids in some it's kind of weird school. feeling, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we yeah. jump right into recording and you have fun news. I do. I have, I posted this on our Facebook page or our Facebook yeah, page. So People may have already seen this, but um, very unexpectedly, I am going to be joining the local radio station as the morning co-host of the morning so show. So I did this as a like a guest thing over the summer, um, and I didn't know this at the time, but I guess they were kind of like auditioning people for okay. the role full time, and they asked me if I would do it, and I, it's going to be a huge change for us. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting talking about like the difference. You know, this is going to be my plunge back into being a working mom who leaves the house right? Um, for a set number of hours every day. Right. They are very flexible about like if there's a snow day, I can record from home, but they don't want me doing that all the right. time. I'm right. going to need to be there most of the time. Yeah. Oh, is it, it's, it's close. Right? It's close. Right it's town. like a six, yeah. seven minute drive. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to be going back into a place where there's other people working. Like and I am going pants? to, I will have to wear pants and a bra and I'm going to be there from 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Oh or at God. least I'll be on air. I may I may be able to do the first like half hour from home, um, which will help out a lot with like kind of getting the bigger kids up and stuff. But so this is going to be huge because I have not had to get up and get out the door and get dressed at any given time. I mean, I've been the mom doing the school drop off at 820 with no bra <laughs> um, and then going back home and like 
putting myself together. But I think it's going to actually be really good for me. I think the structure will be good. I think, you know, forcing me to kind of get my day starting earlier because I am that rebel and I'll never, I've kind of realized I'll never do it for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what ends up happening is, you know, I, I really would like to have it be where the school day is when I'm doing my majority, the majority of the work. And if I'm really yeah. not even getting dressed until, yeah. you know, 10, it's yeah. kind of hard to really get all the things in that I want to get done. So, and the week that I did it um, over the summer, I actually have to say it was not that hard to get up early. I didn't mind it. And I really loved leaving that studio at nine and being like, wow, a big part yeah. of my day is already behind me. And look, it's nine o'clock. Like I can go to breakfast or, you know, go home and read for a little bit or whatever. Like I didn't yeah. feel like this pressure to start my day because my day had already started. Now yeah. it was like break time and morning feels like a really good time for that. So it's very exciting. It's going to be like a big change exciting. for us. The kids are excited too. I so. mean, I picture in a small town, like the morning show is what people listen to, like it on their is, way like, to work and this stuff, right? Is the, this is what people listen to driving carpool, dropping their kids off at school and going to work. This is like that. It's the mom station. So yeah. That is really great. Well, we, yeah. obviously I want an update. You don't start for a couple more weeks, right? No, we start the day. Actually, I'll start on the same day the kids go back to school. So September 6th. And I'm very curious if you will go to bed early because I really like how we're on the same. We're three hours apart, no, but know. we're always like sitting down to watch TV at I the same I'm time. I think I'm going to have to because I don't think I'm going to be able to keep my – the week that I did it before, I mean, I was tired by – Yeah, I would think so. Not super really early. really going to cramp our like texting 10. before bed relationship. Well, I think maybe. I could still stay up to like 10. So. That's seven my time. So I'm like – putting kids to yeah. bed. We're so never going to talk again, Usually you and I are Sarah. texting at like 8.30 my time, 11.30. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I don't think that's going to happen as much. Maybe on the oh, weekends. I'll take one for the team so All that you right. could be a radio DJ. I really hope you get a billboard though. I just I think I actually face. might. I really want you to get a billboard. Can I you may, put in yeah. a request for a billboard? This might actually be a thing here, so we'll see. That's awesome. Okay, everybody. Well, this was a nice long episode yes. and everything we talked about in it will be at the momhour.com. Look for episode 64. In particular, when we talked about cleaning, hiring, cleaning service, I'd love for people to read the article that you wrote, Megan, and I will link to because um, it just does a really good job of unpacking some of the yucky comments we got and the uncomfortableness. And um, it was a great, it was a great conversation. So yeah. I'd love people to go check that out and read it. And as always, if you haven't left us an iTunes review, um, we would love for you to do that as well. That's all yep. I got. Yep. And we, we, we actually asked for so many, so much input this episode. So do leave us a comment. Yeah. Momhour.com, episode 64. You. All right. Thanks, all right. everybody. See you next time. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. 
The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 